0: You know, I show up live and I tell them everything and the power of that is huge.
1: Gemma Wendt is a digital strategist who's built an extremely successful mentoring business for small business owners over the last few years. She's done so by building a highly valuable community of raving fans. Using Facebook as her primary channel, she's invested time and effort into building a group that not only supports one another, but that acts as a recommendation engine for her business. She's also extremely pragmatic when it comes to changes to the platform that some feel threaten what they've spent their time building.
0: Do you know what? I have absolutely no issue with the algorithm changes or anything that they've done. You know, they are a company, they're a business, they need to monetize. I totally understand that. And I'll be honest, I looked at their rules and I was like, right, okay, I need to stop this, this and this. What can I do in place of that? And my organic reach went up.
1: And that applies equally to the use of advertising.
0: I'm very happy to run ads. Targeting is phenomenal. The results are ridiculous. So my page allows that to happen.
1: In today's show, Gemma and I discuss how building a thriving online community is one of the very best things you can do for long-term business development.
0: This is Digital Download a podcast that explores the latest thinking in digital communications, PR and social media. Here's your host, Paul Sutton.
1: So thanks for joining me today, Gemma. How are you settling into your new house?
0: Really well, really well and I'm blessed that it's one of the hottest weeks of the year in my first week in the house So I basically just want to sit in the garden actually
1: Don't we all, don't we all It's (laughs) really
0: difficult, I'm having to turn myself away And I'm having to come back to my old house to work because we don't have the internet at the new house yet So we're waiting for that
1: (laughs) So you're doing a commute back to houses then
0: I am. It kind of works at the moment though, because my son is still at his old school and that's literally five minutes from the old house. So I'm dropping him off, going into the old house, doing the work. But it's difficult because my heart has moved out of here and it's in the house. But a couple of weeks and we'll be in fully, I think.
1: Big moves for you then. And has that come about as a result of your business? I mean, is it fair to say that you have able to get your dream house as a result of what you've been doing business-wise or is that yeah. a stretch?
0: Yeah, without a doubt without a doubt I've been working towards this I would say for the last two three years because you know when you're self-employed it's harder to get a mortgage so I needed to start running some really healthy books and making sure I was paying myself a decent amount of money so it was actually quite a long process to get all of that in place so that I knew I could get a mortgage for the house but also then to get a really decent deposit for the mortgage so the business was absolutely focused on that and that was kind of my big personal goal for the last sort of two three years and now it's paid off
1: yeah fantastic and when we say the business we're talking about uh the simply smart business academy
0: no 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 this is this is my overall business Emma went limited is my business and my kind of personal brand if you like and then i have sub brands beneath that and different things that i sell kind of beneath that
1: Okay, so going back those sort of two or three years then, from my perspective, you set out at that time, from what I saw, to start building a bigger community around yourself. Is that is that fair to say? Was it that time or was it earlier than that?
0: Actually, when I first started this business, and this is going back five years, yeah, and I didn't have any community at all then. I'll tell a lie, I had a, a decent sort of Twitter community, but I was very much using that in my previous guise, you know when i was sort of working in agency and things like this and it it wouldn't have been the right audience for my new business so i started from zero really and for the first sort of year or two i honestly didn't pay that much attention right. to community and it and i you know i was kind of really focused on just getting out there getting the word out there and bringing in clients and just kind of getting getting things rolling kind of understanding what I wanted to do with the business and then I would say in year two it really hit me the need to create this community and I really felt drawn to it I wanted to I guess I was kind of building my own values and and really understanding what I was about and what I wanted to to do with with my business and with my clients. And it felt like I wanted to build that tribe around me. And I really, really wanted that community to kind of feed off. So it was really at that point, I started to pay attention to that.
1: So what was the switch then? What made you think actually I I need or I want to start building this community?
0: I think to be honest, because of my history, which as you know, Paul uh, is sort of social media and digital marketing for many, many years, It was just a realisation of, oh, I've ignored that and I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't because I know the value doing that well. So it was more a realisation of, oh, come on, you've got to – pull your socks up now and actually do this. Um so it, it was more that as well as the kind of desire to, to build that around me. It felt like I wanted to I really felt like I wanted to reach more people okay and be part of something. I think when you're running a business it's very isolating. It's quite lonely and I and I really felt like I wanted to kind of build something around me so that so that I wasn't completely alone doing this. So there was an element of that as well in it.
1: And did you have an end goal in mind when you started doing that?
0: No, I didn't. I Do you know what? I I just felt like I wanted a really safe place right. on the internet okay. for both me and the community where we could talk openly, be ourselves, be raw and real and vulnerable and just enjoy it. And that was kind of the only real thing that was driving me. It wasn't about numbers and I wasn't really sure at that time which platform I particularly wanted it on. It was more a case of, well, let's just go out and try this and see what happens and see what feels good and work out what's the best route with all of that kind of testing. And that's kind of how I started, really.
1: Okay. So going back to that time then, what did you do in terms of what approach did you take kicking off building that community and building engagement within that as well
0: I was paying quite a lot of attention to Facebook at that time yeah. and I knew that there was a big big audience of small business owners on Facebook and I knew that was my audience and I didn't particularly want to focus on LinkedIn because it, it didn't really fit with me. Yeah. And I just thought, actually, let's try Facebook first and just see how we could do this. Because I hadn't really done that before. I've done it for big brands, but not, not for myself. Yeah. So I didn't have any kind of audience on there. So I just started, obviously, with my Facebook page. But I decided to create a Facebook group, which is still running now and called Simply Smart Business. And that was really where I started. And I just was sharing a lot of my thoughts, my opinions, asking questions, driving people. So everything that I was doing, so my website, my blog posts, everything that I was doing was driving people into this group to get them to join. And it felt like what I wanted to create was they could experience me on my website, my SEO, they could experience... Uh, My emails, if they signed up to my list, which also was really tiny at that point, because I hadn't really focused on that, you know, anything else that I was sort of doing online, they could experience me, but I wanted them to come and join the Facebook group to really go a lot deeper, and really understand me and really nurture that relationship. So it felt like the Facebook group, that was what its job was. So everything that I was doing was driving people into that group. And then I was spending a lot of time in there just talking to people and helping people and growing that audience.
1: Yeah. And when you say you were spending a lot of time in there, have you got a sense of how how much that was or is?
0: oh so much in the beginning not so much now uh, you you get to a lovely point with facebook groups where they start to almost run themselves yeah. so you don't have to be the one there facilitating conversation but in the early days there is very much that that you have to facilitate the conversation you have to almost kind of create the friendships and the links between the members so i was in there every single day i i would say for the first sort of eight-ish months to a year it felt like I was in there every single day really facilitating there wasn't a lot coming off of it in terms of people buying from me and stuff like that it was it was literally community building and I did have times of oh god is this worth it I'm spending so much time in here I'm seeing no ROI for this yet Mm -hmm. you know I'm getting some super fans which Later, I realized it's kind of the core to all yeah. this. But, but at that point, I didn't kind of realize. And it wasn't until I got to the thousand mark, and I've, I've, I've come to realize by working in other groups and seeing other things happening, that, that that's like the Holy Grail. So once you get to a thousand, things tend to get easier. So I was spending loads of time in there and then I got to a thousand and I didn't, then I didn't feel like I had to spend as much because the community became much more giving and they took on a life of their own and people then would answer questions of each other uh, without having to rely on me coming in to do that. So that's when it really, I could really sort of take my foot off the gas a little bit and really then think about, okay, now what is my role?
1: And how did that first thousand people come about? I mean, was it, did you grow that organically was it as a result of I don't know reaching out via emails I mean how did you attract a thousand people to your group in the first place
0: yeah it was all organic I wasn't running any Facebook ads or anything like that then but every every single thing I was doing directed them there So the website directed them there. My signature on my email directed them there. On LinkedIn, I directed them there. On Twitter, I directed them there. So everywhere I was talking about my Facebook group and, you know, hey, come and join the community. Ask me questions. I'm in there every day. I'm sharing great content. I was trying lots of different activities on there that I think were a really big draw. So for a while, I did expert sessions where I had experts in different areas doing a live session and teaching them a free workshop basically which were really valuable that brought people in so I would sort of talk about that everywhere and then people would come in so basically everything that I was doing was driving people to the Facebook group and then once they were in there I was nurturing that relationship and also kind of creating my expert status in there and then nurturing that relationship.
1: And do you still Are you still grateful that you started this all on Facebook? Given everything that's happened with Facebook this year, which is a hell of a lot, groups seem to have currently withstood the barrage of declining reach and everything else. I would assume at the moment you're still happy with it being on Facebook.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love
1: Facebook.
0: (laughs) Do you know what? I have absolutely no issue with the algorithm changes or anything that they've done. You know, they are a company, they're a business, they need to monetize. I totally understand that. And I'll be honest, you know, when when the reach was changed and, and the algorithm changed on the page... I changed how I was using it. I was using my page really lazily, basically. And I changed how I was using it. I I looked at their rules and I was like, right, okay, I need to stop this, this, and this. What can I do in place of that? I replaced it with something else and my organic reach went up. So, you know, I have no issue with this. Facebook are just giving us their their rules and we have to work within them. And I've made it work for me. And that's the same as with the groups. You know, when all of this stuff happened, I, I remember so many people in my kind of my peers, were closing down massive groups, like 20,000, right. half, uh, half a million, like all sorts of massive, massive groups. And they were, they were shutting them down. And I was sort of gleefully rubbing my hands thinking this is brilliant because there's more space for me. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love it. For me, it absolutely works. Because, you know, when we're marketing to our people, we don't have that many places where we can truly nurture that relationship. Like, it's really hard to do that in all of the different digital marketing activities, it's really hard to get deep and down and dirty and raw and real and just chat to them, right? And for me, the only two places that I can do that and I do do that is on, on emails so and when people are in my list and I send yeah. kind of honest emails to them, but also in my Facebook group. And that's, you know, I show up live and I tell them everything. And that's where that really works. And the power of that is huge because I, I have people that sign up with me that say you know I've just joined your Facebook group and I saw something else of yours and I've kind of seen you about and I joined your Facebook group and I watched a live and I just thought oh my god I really resonate with that girl and that's what made me decide to buy from you and that for me is so flipping powerful that um I won't stop doing that unless there's a massive reason I won't stop doing that because I, I can't find that that level of intimacy anywhere else on the internet
1: no, I agree. I mean, what's the balance now for you between a page and the group on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Do you use your page much anymore or what do you use that specifically
0: for? I use it really strategically. So basically yeah. it's not a place for social networking at all for me nope. because that's what I use my group for. So my page drives people into my group because yeah. that's where I can network with them and chat. Mm-hmm. My page, the way that I look at it is it's like a little mini website on Facebook. And so yeah. I put my my products and my content up. I publish my podcast there as a video so people can listen to it. And that's kind of organic. So the reach is really good. I do lives on there. And then I share those lives into my group. So they're watching it at the same time. And the reason that I do that is because I can then use the people that view those lives as a custom audience on Facebook, ads. Yeah. On Facebook yeah. ads and that works really well for me so I use it very 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 strategically and that works really nicely for me
1: yeah and I, I agree with that approach actually it's something I have started doing and advising other people to do as well is basically your pages are home to almost advertise from it's not yeah. a place where all this engagement happens anymore yeah yeah and I, I'm in total agreement I, I think there was a time when you would use a page and the advice was okay, you're gonna put something self promotional, whether it's a blog post or a podcast or anything up, you might do that once or twice a week and the other days you need to be posting content that's more engaging, for of a better word. Yeah. Yeah. But now doing that latter part is absolutely pointless. <laughs> there's yeah. no, there's there's no benefit to it whatsoever.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you know the pay the page is what you need to run ads and for me, yeah, I'm yeah. very happy to run ads. I love ads. You know, the the targeting is phenomenal. The results are ridiculous. I have sort of an ad strategy that I use that really works well. And I use it every time I launch something. I'm actually about to start using it just generally all the time as an evergreen funnel. So my page allows that to happen. My page is something that, you know, I know if someone who has never heard of me before and it's a cold audience, if they see one of my ads and they click through to my page from that, to check me out then my page needs to look really good so for me it's about making that look the best it can and then running some really good ads off it and 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 kind of directing them wherever i want to direct them from that and that that strategy works brilliantly
1: yeah totally okay so you mentioned uh, a little bit earlier you mentioned super fans your super fans how do you go about firstly really identifying who those are and secondly how do you go about using them activating them because a super fan isn't necessarily the person who's the most vocal it's the person who's going to recommend you right
0: yeah they choose you for a start and and they let you know that they're the super fan so there's no kind of control over that and i didn't really understand the value of the super fan until i had a few and then all of a sudden it kind of hit me like a bolt like oh my god you literally only need a handful of these people yeah, And you're, you're laughing. You don't need yeah. a massive community. No, you don't no, no. need to build a massive list. Like You just need these guys. And they kind of showed themselves to me. And the, it was people that, that I noticed like, oh my God, you're buying another thing. And you're yeah. buying yeah. another thing from me. Yeah. And they were in my group. And a couple of them were very vocal. So I knew it immediately. And then they were recommending me everywhere. And then I just noticed them buying everything. And so anyone that does that, I reach out and they always get something back from me at some point. And there's no kind of recognized super fan club where you, where you get awards, but they all get something back from me. What in whatever form I feel is right for them. Those can be quite big. Like one of them who I adore with all of my heart and she's an amazing lady doing amazing things. And she, I gave her a scholarship on my mastermind last year, which right. is quite big, you know, that's worth thousands and yep. it, it Really helped her with her business, but i I just it felt right. it just felt like God, you know what you've really invested in me and and you've recommended me everywhere i'm going to give you this in return. that feels like that's going to be good for you and it was, and I was right and so it can be it can be anything and it's it for me it's all given it's a relationship it's give and take and if they're doing that, I need to give something back and it feels good it feels really nice to have those people. We were actually talking about this this week in one of my masterminds where I do have some of my super fans. Right, and they they've actually asked for a T-shirt that says I'm
1: Not sure how I
0: feel about that yet, but but yeah, that which was quite an interesting concept. If you put your face on it, everyone
1: can walk around <laughs> with your face on their T-shirt. <laughs> okay, so I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry,
0: just please put you off with my face on a T-shirt. Yeah, I do apologize.
1: <laughs> I was going to ask you, so you you've spent a couple of years effectively building this community. Mm. Whether it is intentional or not, so you, you've built in this community. Do you, have you got a rough idea of how many people in total that community across various, I don't know, platforms or whatever, encompasses
0: mm. now? Ah, uh, okay. It's probably it's probably about fifteen or sixteen thousand.
1: Wow, so that's big.
0: Yeah, across email, <laughs> across social media, across everything.
1: Yeah. Okay. And with that then, so so all of these 15,000, 16,000 people, how do you go about funneling those people? That's top of funnel. And then out of the bottom, like you say, you want and need to sell some stuff. Yeah. How do you go about funneling those 15,000 people into the people who are actually going to buy something from you?
0: Yeah, so really that's through my lead magnets. So putting my freebies out there, of which I'm, I make a few new ones every year that brings them into my email list, which then puts them through a funnel. And once they're in that funnel, I kind of know what they're interested in. Yeah. So I will upsell them into something. And I might do a little tripwire, first of all, for something over under sort of £10 to turn them into a buyer because once they're a buyer, they're, they are more likely to buy from you again. Yeah. And then I might upsell them into something else. And that could be a range of things. And what I've done with my product roadmap is create um, a range of things for kind of to suit every budget and to suit every need. So I have kind of DIY stuff, which is the lower end. And then I have the kind of mentoring and coaching stuff, which is kind of like the higher end of it. Yeah. And I just kind of make them an offer. And some people go through that journey and that funnel very quickly, which always, uh, always astounds me and I love it. Some people take a lot longer. You know, I have in my last mastermind, I had someone join me who has been umming and ahhing about working with me for two years. And it took two years of knowing me, being in my group, seeing all my content to finally go, no, now is the time and this is the right person I want to work with. So yeah. you've got to realize that, you know, even if they haven't converted, first of all, they may do further down the line. So it's constantly feeding that funnel and giving it some really good content and learning from it and giving them what they need, really.
1: And is it something you you really plan out, that funnel? I mean, like you say, you, you produce uh, things three or four times a year, say, as, as kind of freebies. Is that something you plan out, I don't know, a year in advance or do you do it more kind of as you go? How, how do you go about doing things like that?
0: Yeah, no, I, I keep my eye on it all of the time. Right. So I'm looking at performance. I'm looking at conversions. But in terms of the content, no, do you know what? That's very much dependent on the market. So I'll give you a really good example of this. When Facebook announced the algorithm changes to the pages quite recently, like I said, I I stopped everything I was doing because I was basically breaking all of their rules and was getting rubbish results anyway. So I stopped everything and then tried a few things to see if it would make a difference. And it massively made a difference. Like My organic reach went up hugely. So then I was like, oh, I'm going to jump on this because right now everyone is freaking the hell out about Facebook pages. Yep. I'm going to write a freebie, the four things you can do to your Facebook page right now without spending money that's going to increase your organic reach. So mm-hmm. I wrote that. I gave them my stats because I'd been doing it for it almost a month, actually. So I had a graph that actually proved that my organic reach had gone up. I told them exactly how I did it and I put that out within a week. And that's been my highest converting lead magnet. Yeah. So sometimes you've got to react to the market and, you know, cause our jobs, we are problem solvers first and foremost. So if there's an issue with people with Facebook pages and I've come up with a solution, I'm like, well, I've got to get that out there because my job is to come up with a solution for you guys. Yeah, yeah. So I tend to go by the market and what people need. But here's the other great thing with my Facebook group. They're like my little survey base. So whenever I'm thinking about coming out with something new, maybe one of my lead magnets isn't converting as much and maybe it's a bit saturated and it's done now and I need to kind of replace it with something else. Yeah. I will just survey them with a few suggestions and they'll vote on it using the fantastic poll feature Um, Mm -hmm. and they tell me what they want so that is a really good way of doing it
1: okay so kind of to round this all off then i've got two questions for you the first one what is your biggest tip for anyone out there that is looking to start to build a community around them
0: okay be yourself don't try and be anything other than you because no matter what platform you do this on no matter what content you're sharing, if you're not being authentic, and that's showing warts and all, like I, I show all of my weird nuances and idiosyncrasies in my group, and people learn to kind of love them and laugh laugh at them in the way that I do. If, if you show yourself, people will love you, you're kind of, you might repel some people that aren't your ideal people, yep. but you'll pull the people to you. So my biggest, my biggest piece of advice always is just be yourself.
1: Okay. And then having built that community around you, what's your biggest tip to actually activating that, to being beneficial to you in a, in a business sense?
0: For me, it's about listening to them and understanding, again, their needs and their wants and their desires and what their biggest problems are and then giving them that. Because, you know, if, if you can kind of listen to what they need from you and get a real handle on how much of a problem that is like is this keeping you awake at night is this making you think you want to throw in the freaking towel with this business malarkey because you're not getting anywhere and if you kind of get to that point then you know that oh actually i can put something out that can solve that problem that's a a program or a service or whatever it is a product you know there's a need for it so they tend yeah. to dictate what I produce yeah and then I know I know they're more likely to buy it because I've basically come up with a solution to their problem they already know like and trust me so it's kind of a no-brainer
1: okay that makes a lot of sense thank you so much for your time today really really appreciate that and I, I think people listening I hope you found that interesting too Gemma where can people find you online if they want to follow up with you after this
0: Yeah, of course. So gemmawent.co.uk is my website. And if you want to come and join the Facebook group, please do. It's personally my favourite place on planet internet. It's Simply Smart Business. And if you just search for that on Facebook, we will pop up.
1: Fantastic. Thank you very much for your time, Gemma.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions. On Twitter, I'm at the Paul Sutton, or you can email me at paul at paulsutton.co. There's more information on the Digital Download Membership Scheme and on upcoming events at digitaldownload.training.